Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. And here we are back again. Once again, I want to thank everybody for continuing to follow along with us in this study on Matthew. I hope you're getting some benefit out of it. Uh, again, not getting too deep into it, just making some uh, comments and sharing some thoughts and uh, hopefully provoking some thought on your end and um, hope you've been enjoying it but let's uh, kind of move forward we have gone up through uh, chapter 6 verse 15 I think that's where we knocked off and uh, so we're just getting ready to start on verse 16 now as I said here in this particular uh, section um, there are several things being discussed um, you know, kind of, I, I don't want to say random thoughts, but at least varied thoughts. A lot of different subjects just kind of being machine gunned out there. Um, we've just been talking about prayer. And um, this is a related subject to prayer because when we get into verse 16, 17, and 18, he begins talking about fasting. And I, I just kind of want to park here for a little bit because I think this is a subject that really should be addressed more fervently. Um, we don't see that a lot, especially in Baptist churches anyway. And, and I, I got to confess, in my own life, uh, fasting has not been uh, a, a practice with me, you know, unless it's medically induced, like before an operation or a or some kind of a test or something like that, and the doctor says I have to fast for a day, and then I do it grudgingly. Um, but it, and it's it, it's unfortunate, and quite honestly, I'm ashamed uh, about uh, you know ashamed that I don't take this more seriously, and that Christians in general don't take it more seriously. I, I would venture to say that probably ninety percent of the, at least of the Baptists that I know, and probably in other denominations too. Um, talk about fasting, um, but not extensively, and certainly do not practice it. It's not a pleasant thing to do, quite honestly, or at least, you know, the actual participation of it, the doing of fasting, it's difficult. Maybe the most difficult thing you can do um, to deny yourself, you know, the, the way that fasting does. Of course, that's one of the benefits of it, but and, and hopefully we can talk about that for a few minutes. But fasting is just not something that we um, voluntarily gravitate toward. And again, in growing up, you know, in a Baptist church and in Baptist life, um, it wasn't 
really discussed. It wasn't pushed much. It wasn't taught much. Not certainly not like, you know, tithing and and prayer that you know we just talked about and forgiveness and all those traits that we as Christians should have. Fasting is just not something that's 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 really pushed. I I, I don't quite know why, unless it's just our flesh telling us, oh, you don't need to do this, because there really are some fantastic benefits to, to fasting that we're, we're cheating ourselves out of. I, I want to go ahead and read uh, what he says here, because there's a lot in here in these three verses. He says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. In other words, he's saying, look, you know, that's that's not the way to do it. And trust me, I'm watching. So Jesus knows who, who's doing it for the right reasons. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. This is one of those verses I mentioned before about how God sees what we do in secret and then he rewards us openly. So I'm, I'm not going to go back and revisit that. But, but fa you know, it's interesting, though, that, that fasting is one of those areas that he points out is, uh, is, is important. It's one of those areas that he, he has his eye on. He's watching for it, and, and, and we're not doing it. At least I'm not. Maybe I'm talking to some of you people that are, and I, I praise God for you. You're, you're, you're a better person than I am if you are. Um, but we, in general, need to do better at this. Really, the first thing I think I want to point out is the way he mentions it. You know, way, the way he begins the instruction. He says, actually, he says... Uh, twice and, and, and infers it in the third verse. He says, moreover, when you fast. He doesn't say if you fast. He says when you fast. It's expected. God says we should. In verse 17, he says, but thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face and so on. And, he's, and then he says, but you know, that you, you appear unto men to fast, that, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret, he, he sees you. So he, he says in three verses, he, he says it directly twice and, and indicates it, you know, the third time that this is not optional. This is something that that he expects us to do, and he's looking for us to do it. And he's, I think he's sitting up there in heaven looking at me anyway and saying, look, what are you, doing? What are you waiting for? What's the holdup? You're almost 70 years old and you don't fast. What is your problem? You know, this is if there's a reward attached to this and, and he says there is, I'm not getting it. And, and I, again, I say that, you know, with shame on my face. Um, this really is an issue that we should pay more attention to because he's expecting us to do it. So we, we, we've got to take this seriously. Um, he, and I think he's expecting us it to be combined with prayer. This is in the section where he just finished talking about prayer. 
Um, and he's talking about you know, the desires of our heart. And we get into this next se- section about where, where your treasures are and that sort of thing. You know, those those are the things that lie deep within our prayer life. When we pray, those are the things that we're going to pray for. Um, those are the things we, we're really deeply concerned about. And so he watches us and and he's expecting us, if we want to really have, he tells us all these things we should do to have an effective prayer life. And and fasting is right at the top of the list. And and so, you know, we sit around and wonder a lot of times, Lord, why aren't you answering my prayers? You know, why isn't this stuff happening? Why is it happening for other people? It's not happening for me. You know what? Maybe it's because we're leaving this one critical ingre- uh, ingredient out of it. Fasting is something that may bring our prayer life right to the throne of God when everything else fails. This is maybe the one thing he's looking for for us to do. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, You know, there's medical benefits to it. Um, They say, so I'm not a doctor. All I can tell you is the things I've heard and read. And and I know that fasting has a way of boosting your metabolism. Um, But, you know, you got to be careful. It's it's not for everybody from a medical standpoint anyway because, um, you know, people have died from, you know, fasting. You go on these... uh, a political fast, trying to make a statement and that kind of stuff, and you starve yourself to death. If you do it too long, or if you're not physically fit enough to do it, it can it can do you great harm because obviously we need food, and we need water, and and there, of course there are different kinds of fasts. You can do without any food. You can do without certain food. The Bible doesn't really describe what fasting truly is. I tend tend to think it's to do without food at all. Um, it may or may not have to do with doing without water um, because you need water more than you need food. You need both, but, you know, you'll die from uh, thirst and dehydration quicker than you will um, starvation. Um, so you know, obviously you have to do it, you know, within reason. you you got to look at it from a medical standpoint when you do it. But what it really does, at least from a spiritual standpoint, is... It, it makes you realize what desperate need really is. We talk about really wanting and really needing and really starving for the things of God. And quite frankly, what, what do we really do in life that helps us understand that the way we really should? I think maybe that's why God implemented fasting in the first place. Um, and there's really no no uh, commandment or anything that says to do it. It just says, like it says here, when you do it. But I think at some point in time, it was a um, a godly impetus, you know, at least something that God planted in the heart of man to do in order to uh, increase our devotion to him and make us understand certain things that we wouldn't understand otherwise. So it helps us, you know, when you're when you're doing without food, you desperately need food. You it doesn't take you long to realize, <coughs> pardon me, how much you need food. Well, when you apply that spiritually, that's the kind of desperation we should have uh, regarding the things of God. It should be that desperate. It, we're going to die without it, and and that's you know that's that's how desperate we are or should be for the things of God. Um, and not only for ourselves, for others. You know, when we do without food, then we begin to understand what it's like living maybe in a third world country or something like that where they don't have a choice. They don't have food. They have to go days without food because there's none available. 
Um, we don't really understand that. You know, we live a life of plenty here in America. We don't know what it's like not to have food. If we don't have food, we can go to the grocery and get some or go to a McDonald's or someplace and pick up a hamburger. It's not a big deal with us. There's a lot of places in the world where that just doesn't happen. There just is no food. And so we don't really understand it. We may think we do and we may sympathize about it, but 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 we really don't understand it. It also helps us understand self-control because certainly it requires an immense amount of self-control in order to uh, do without food, um, you know, to just deny our bodies that craving because it doesn't take long before you do start craving what you don't have. Um, so it takes a tremendous amount of self-control for whatever period of time, even if it's just a day. I know I've done it for a day, you know, like I said, for medical reasons. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hungry by the end of that day. I'm ready to eat. I can't wait till this test or, or operation or whatever it is I'm preparing for is over so I can go eat. Um, so, you know, the, the self-control thing is a big deal. But it, it, it also sharpens our focus because it fo uh, forces us to, um, to focus on that which we do not have, that which we are denying ourselves. Um, it makes us uh, think about it. You know, it's hard when you you know when you're not eating. It's hard to make yourself not think about food because you desperately want it. So it's it's mind control too. But it it makes you then focus on what you need to do in order to continue your fast. You need to find ways to focus on something other than eating. Um, so it does teach us to sharpen our focus and 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 of course then that parlays into sharpening our spiritual focus uh, as i mentioned before it's something that should be combined with prayer <clears throat> and i think that helps because that helps us you know one of the things we need to focus on obviously when we're fasting is speaking to god the prayer life that we're trying to enhance here you know i kind of wonder where fasting really started um, I have a hard time imagining back in um, Old Testament days and so on that they said, well, you got a colonoscopy coming up. You're going to have to fast for a day. I just, you know, medically speaking, I don't know that that was something that was, uh, you know, you're talking in the days of bloodletting and crazy, you know, different kinds of medical procedures. So I have a hard time imagining uh, them understanding the necessity of fasting with regard to medicine. Uh, so even though it's widespread today, I don't really think that's where it started. I have a feeling it started with man's relationship to God. I think it was a religious thing, religion for lack of a better term. Um, I really think the whole concept of fasting started with our relationship to God or something that God guided us into, led us into. And then man over the years, of course, began to understand the medical benefits of it or the medical use of it, the medical application of it. I'm not sure what word I'm looking for there. But, you know, science and medicine and all those things generally fall behind the things of God. And I think fasting is one of those areas that it took the world a little while to catch on to what the real benefits of it was and why it was something that was important and to be able to translate it from a spiritual application to a medical or a physical application. So, you know, fasting, folks, I mean, this is something that we really need to take seriously. We really need to um, kind of rethink this whole process because I think it's something that God, quite frankly, is a little bit upset about. 
because we're not teaching it, we're not doing it. Um, we need to get serious about it. Thank you for listening. We'll pick up in verse 19 next time. God bless.